Okay, we are recording. We are live. It is broad daylight. So, yeah, we're doing things a little bit differently tonight, today. Um, it is my three-year anniversary, and I figured, like, let's start the new year off um, on, like, a different foot, you know? I feel like you can kind of always expect the unexpected on the Dial Down podcast. Um but yeah, it's the three-year anniversary of the pod. Can you believe it? I mean, I can. I also can't. And I also am like, do I care? And I'm like, mm, not really. Like, I don't know what to think about it. It is, the, the craziest thing is that, like, some of you, and honestly, sound off in the comments, like, if you've been here from the very beginning, like, that's kind of wild. Anyways, I want to thank all of you for being here for you know continually not just the day ones anyone who's here now thank you very much couldn't do without you i love the money i love the attention this is a nice little outlet for me to talk my shit um no plans of quitting anytime soon so if you're worried that like i don't know about that um don't be too concerned um i have a very random mixed bag of topics tonight um i will be talking about the vanderpump rules finale i know i said i was over the scandal earlier you know a few episodes ago but after watching the finale like bitch it was such a masterful piece of television like it cannot ignore it um but yeah that'll be later um yeah before we get too into it i did a, a couple of fans two nice young ladies uh left me a voicemail and uh i kind of just thought i'd play it um off the top so here we go hi dan hi dan this is lena and Alyssa from podcasting's own the c word and we want to congratulate you on three years of being a cute funny fun loving intuitive sassy sassy intelligent genius with beautiful skin we feel lucky to know you. We're fine with you, even though you snored that time in the bed next to Alyssa. At Yale University when I had to get up and teach in the morning. And we're just lucky to be in your orbit, Dan. Love you so much, Dab. Congrats. Congrats. Wow. Um, the C Word podcast. I'm going to have to look that up. It sounds riveting. Um, thank you to... Um, well, I didn't write down their names. Thank you to Melissa and Gina. Did I get that right? Uh, guys, no, I've been soaring for days. Getting that voice now. I mean, hearing Lena Dunham just say my name and give me all these nice little accolades. It was crazy. I um, It was the night of the Vanderpump Rules finale. And uh, I was at a bar before I went over to Friends of the Pod, Antonio and Rachel's house to watch it. Um, I'm friendly with the bar back. And I was like, putting in my headphones She's like, what are you doing? I was like, okay, like, don't freak out. <laughs> but, you know, Lena Dunham <clears throat> left a voice note for me. And she's like, okay. I'm like, do you want to hear it? And she's like, sure. And I played it. And she's like, okay, you've been overserved, sir. <laughs> it's time for you to go. You're cut off. Um, But no, does it not seem like Alyssa's still holding a grudge that I snored in the bed next to her? First of all, we weren't in the same bed. We were in a... We were in different beds. Yes, she did have to work in the morning, but, like, I also followed her to work in the morning. So, I was auditing her class, which, by the way, if you're at Yale University, 
bitch, take a listen about its class on. I mean, the the the, the class she taught was about like um, spirit photography, Rhode Island witches, all this shit. It was so fucking cool. It was literally so cool, and I was like damn bitch you fucking tore that everyone was just like quiet and like they weren't even like looking at their phones or computers they were just like this is the coolest shit in the world i was like there you have it you know yale brings its best you know and i um would love to teach a class at yale soon you know hopefully i think i got i can do wordle i can do photography podcasting if there's a way to merge the three of those together then like i've definitely um, I've gotten in at Yale University, like period, bitch. Anyways, honestly, like, oh my god, I, I, I have to talk about Vanderpump Rules. As I said before, you know, I was over the scandal. Who cares? Too much media attention. I'm seeing Ariana in like Bloomingdale's ads. They were doing like um DoorDash ads with Sheena's song, which, by the way, like shout out Sheena Shea good as gold like the song rolls and like i feel just when sheena's happy i'm happy and so if she's happy then again i'm happy but um it, it's just a little and i i uh i don't want vanderpump rules to get too big and i don't think it will because i think this will die down um but you know since i'm not on social media which again that's a huge topic and i will be touching that on touching back on that later um you know, I go to like New York Post, Daily Mail, uh, TMZ, Fox, CNN. Like the the scandal is like on all these websites. And I'm like, oh shit! Like it has reached a a wider base. I think it relates. A lot of people relate to it because it's got kind of everything. Um, will they turn into Vanderpump Rules fans? Probably not. But that's fine, and I kind of prefer it that way. Not that it's like a boutique experience. I'm just like, I've known these people for ten years. Like you can't. You don't own them. I own them. I invented them. I mean, no, of course I didn't. But, like, you know what I'm saying. I'm a little guarded. I'm a little guarded. Okay. How do I even begin? Okay. So, it is, like, such... It is a love story of our times. It's very, like... um, God, people are like, it's Shakespearean. It is kind of, though. Because it's... um. It's deceit, betrayal, love, lust, middle-age crisis. It's got everything for everyone and i will just say this if you don't know what the fuck i'm talking about that's fine if you've never seen an episode of banner pump rules that's also fine kind of crazy like start at the beginning or start at season two but watch a show or just watch this finale um anyways i'm gonna get into all of it i'm getting worked i'm like (laughs) i'm so into it again um just because i think the production did like such a perfect job of presenting this episode to us. Um, so, okay, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> First scene, Tom Sandoval and Ariana sit down in their shared home and sort of have a face-off. And Tom Sandoval cracks a can of diet squirt. And I was like, okay, this is really setting the tone. Like, if you're uh, cracking a can of Diet Squirt, first of all, Squirt's so random and so fun. Like, when Squirt happens to you, you get the can of Squirt. Um, 
some Mexican restaurants have it. And I'm like, oh my God, like give me the squirt. I'm not like buying squirt. Like you don't, you don't have squirt in the fridge. I mean, it seems like a, it's like a novelty. It's like a luxury or it's just like, it's a spontaneous joy. Um, so for him to like go beyond that to have diet squirt in the fridge, which by the way, didn't even know it existed. Clearly there's no joy left in his life. And also I think he has anorexia and some other problems going on. We'll get into that too. Anyways, I felt like Ariana absolutely tore it crazy in this scene. She really laid out um, very succinctly and matter-of-factly exactly what was happening in their relationship. She was like, you got a little bit of money, you got a house, you got the car, you got the bar, and you're having a midlife crisis, so this young woman was just like in awe of you and you just went with it. And he's like, well, she respects me and you don't. And I'm like, no, <laughs> um, she would not let him get away with anything. She's like, okay, so then you didn't feel happy. So you fucked my best friend for seven months. And he'd be like, no, it's like we were having problems. And she's like, okay, so you fucked my best friend for seven months. He's like, you don't even like talk to me. And it's like, Okay, like, I don't doubt the relationship had issues, and I it probably did have an expiration, like, soon. Like, they probably, mm, I don't know, it seems like Ariana was still in it. I think they could have probably worked it out, but I do think Tom, um, not to, like, diagnose anyone with anything, I do think he probably started getting into drugs recently. I think the pressure of the restaurant, all this shit, his newfound like mushrooms like trippy this him starting this like weird cover band where he's performing and it's giving like flaming lips it's giving like i don't even know it's like giving like Jimi hendrix and like lady bunny i don't know it makes no sense um he's clearly um grappling with something but then like what the real kicker for me was is that um the reason this whole um, affair was uh, found out was because Tom was performing. His phone fell out of his pocket. Someone gave it to Ariana for safekeeping, and she was like, call it woman's intuition. Um, I just, like, I need to look at the phone. And she's gone on record and saying, like, it wasn't because I thought he was cheating. I didn't think he was cheating. She thought that it was, like, I need to check in on him because I think he's having a midlife crisis. To me, that means like, is he texting drug dealers? Like, is he in like, is he lost in the sauce? Like, what else would that mean? Like, you know, so that's um, kind of a gentle way of saying like, he's been kind of spiraling out of control. And then of course she found a video in his camera roll of uh, him and Raquel, FaceTiming and him jerking off from the night before at Tom Schwartz's house. Um, I mean, I feel like she really laid into him. She told him everything she needed to tell him. I, I thought, I mean, I was wondering how this interaction would go. Cause I'm like, every time I even talk to a friend about just normal shit, I'm like, Oh, I forgot to tell you something. Um, I really think she left it all out on the table. I was like, damn bitch. Like, 
Ariana tore that. <laughs> like she really did. Um, and she's like, "Do you have any last words before we never speak again?" He's like, "Yeah, dude, we had we had some good times." I'm like, oh my god. He's also showing no emotion. Like he later meets up with like Shorts and like Lisa Vanderpump, and he's like sobbing hysterically at the point where I'm like, he's going to like break a bottle and like slit his wrist. Like he doesn't do it in front of Ariana, which is strange, but um, I don't know. I think he had some like pent up resentment that he, you know, I mean, they've been together for nine years. I'm sure it wasn't perfect, but um, anyway, so oh my God, it's so much. And, and you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, whatever. Sorry, but like it's, it's the tea. You gotta know about the scandal. It's fine, um, because we're not even close to being done yet. Okay, so another scene that I think was incredible was when Sandoval goes over to Schwartz's apartment. His apartment looks like fucking shit. It looks like worse than my apartment, and I would never even let like my friends over. His camera crew is coming over. There's, like, shit everywhere. It's so weird. Anyways, he's wearing these, like, um, shorts. Uh, shorts is wearing the... He's wearing, like, a hoodie, hood up. He's like, oh, my God. But the, the like, glasses he's wearing, it's, like, the... Um, it's, like, turnstile dollar store, like, tortoise shell... Um, not Wayfarers. What are the ones like Malcolm X wore? What are those called? Um, uh, oh shit. What were they called? Um, Club Masters. Anyways, it's it's fine. I'm just like, Shorts, what the fuck? Do you even... I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. Anyways, Shorts walks in. He's wearing this like um, very 2000 late kind of slouchy motorcycle shearling jacket that's like... Soho Zara replica and he's just like hey man he's just like immediately he starts crying like sobbing hysterically he's like I'm so sorry like I'm so sorry and George is like uh yeah this isn't good man like it's not good for the business like I don't know and you know of course Shorts isn't surprised because he's been in on this from the fucking beginning and I will go as far as saying that like Shorts probably encourage this he's probably like yeah man like you can like fuck Raquel like also I bet they probably did Molly and had a fucking three way like more than once that's what my tea is anyway I mean this is just my intuition but I just know how these men operate um cause I've been friends with straight guys that have been cheaters and I'm like yeah well yeah, it, the wildest shit happens anyways so, um, Sandoval, you know, Schwartz's main concern is like the business is suffering. He's like, dude, we went from like 4.8 stars on Yelp to like one, like this is fucked. Um, which like, honestly, like in Schwartz's defense, like that does suck. And, um, it is, it, even though he like, he, he kept his friends, his best friends secret. Um, it does suck that his business is suffering. Cause like, it's not just the they have employees, you know, they have, they have, like they said, they had like 20 something employees. Like it's, it's not just them, but, um, anyways, uh, when I was in LA, I, I, I heard that 
Schwartz and Sandy was still popping off. Uh, so it, I think it's probably fine. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's very awkward because like Sandoval is trying to like relay to Schwartz, like what happened, even though they, they fucking both know what happened because they were there from the beginning. Um, and then <laughs> Sandoval's like, dude, the only time I could fucking get off is I'd have to go to the bathroom and like watch porn on my phone. And Schwartz is like, oh my God, this can't be real. I had no idea. It's like, bitch, you absolutely knew. Absolutely knew. Um, I can't get over the leather shearling jacket, the motorcycle, like long. You know, it was like, I think Acne, Acne Studios did it in like 2000. Uh, I'm going to say 14. Um, and then, you know, the cheater brands ripped it off and it was kind of everywhere. And, uh, it was perfect time for Tom Sandoval to start wearing this. And then like, we're going to see later in this episode that Katie Maloney is like also wearing like this same jacket. Also randomly kind of has like the same haircut as Tom Sandoval. <laughs> like, do you know, like they, they're both like, they're both like, They're both like, um, they're, they're, they think they're giving like Soho chic, but they're giving like East Village, like alcoholic, like asleep on the bar. Um, which is fine. I mean, I kind of, we like that, you know, (laughs) need a little character. Um, anyways, oh my God. So James kennedy who has been kind of tearing this season crazy he had a really heartfelt confessional where he was like very upset he was crying he was like you know he was like i'm so sad that i'm learning this about tom sandoval i have always looked up to him as like a brother figure um can't believe he's like i don't even care about like raquel he's like i just my friend who i've always trusted for years has has lied to my face and he's like i just can't call him a friend anymore and he was was crying hysterically and I was like god that's actually so sad because this season I mean James has been very like jubilant and kind of like bubbly he has started to drink again which is like scary but um he's mostly okay but he is actually angry because he like threw that drink in Tom Schwartz's face kind of unwarranted on the beach um because Tom Schwartz made like a pun about Rage Hella and I was like okay you don't need to throw a drink in someone's face ever um, but you know, go off bitch. Cause like we are on TV and like, you know, do that. But he, uh, he seemed very genuinely sad. He's like, well, um, I just, I just, I can't be friends with Tom Sandoval anymore. And he, he's like, he knew it had to be over. And I was like, oh, that's, that's when men can't be friends with each other. It's like, that's when, you know, it's real. <laughs> Cause it's like something serious must have happened. Um, Cause nobody can just like pretend like, okay, whatever. Like how, you know, shorts and Sandoval have been doing for fucking 15 years. Um, anyways, but then <laughs> James like turns kind of a new leaf and like he, uh, he's with, um, he's with Lala. He's with his girlfriend, Allie. And I think he's with Katie Maloney. They come to his apartment. It's like a weird kind of like, studio one bedroom it's all gray it's like 
probably like four grand a month and it's like no space in LA in a high rise and it's like okay work <laughs> but then uh, he's like oh should we call Raquel and see what she's up to and they're like yes <laughs> so he basically makes like a crank call to her like prank calls her and Raquel picks up immediately she's like hey like <laughs> she has no one I mean honestly poor thing He's like, so, um, you know, he's like, basically like, (laughs) he's basically ghost face and scream. He's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And she kind of looks like Drew Barrymore in like a white sweater. She's like, um, I don't know. Like I imagine Rick like making the popcorn on the stove. It's exploding. And, uh, but this is crazy because like James, like they're all like, the thing is like when he's talking to her, um, Allie. Katie and Lala are just like all laughing me like oh my god no 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 like hang up hang up oh my god you're being crazy he's like but like James goes like full like Ned Flanders like British mode he's like you done diddly fucked yourself over for Tom's little cocky cock his 40 year old cock let's not dilly dally around you're not the brightest chick and um <laughs> like literally so insane and then I'm like, I'm wondering if like Kristen Doty was like somehow telepathically communicating with James because like when <laughs> she meets up with with Ariana later, she's like, oh, she 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 goes, oh, pish posh, like forget about me. I'm like, pish posh, like bitch, what the fuck? What no says pish posh? No one says pish posh. Oh man. Oh my god. Anyways, I might be getting things out of order, but then Schwartz goes over to Katie's Katie Maloney's house to drop the dogs off. And he's like, Oh, um, can I grab a Coke? And she's like, Yeah. And then he goes to the fridge and like sneakily gets like a coarse light and pours it into a glass. It's like, dude. <laughs> Just have the have the have the 1 p.m. beer, bitch. We all know what you're made of. It's literally fine. Um, and Katie's like kind of mildly pressing him. She doesn't have to do a lot because he's just like, you know, trying to corroborate the story that Sandoval's told where he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, I just found out about this like a month ago. And she's like, no, you told me in October, like you hinted at something that was like very telling. It's about BravoCon, a hooded sweatshirt, whatever. Um, and Tom Schwartz is like, no, I-, I didn't say that. She's like, yeah, you did. And he's like, no, I don't think I would ever say that. And I'm like, bitch, you, you're caught. It's fine. So eventually kind of like breaks down. And again, Katie's like not really putting him in the panini press. She's just like, okay, but like you did say that. And he's like, no. Um, and so he turns his head away and he's like, oh man, he's just like, I'm a dude. I'm just a dude trying to fucking get by. I'm just a dude. I'm trying to focus on my health, my wealth, my family. I mean, shit. Like there's. There's like man-eating crocodiles in Florida now. Like there's so much other big stuff in the world going on. And she's just like, what the fuck? And then they cut the scene like it's over. It's like there's no, we don't even need to know more information. Because like to fill this hour is actually insane. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, then what happens later? I mean, I don't know. It's like the all the girls meet up. Sheena's like, I couldn't have possibly punched Raquel in the face because, like, look at my fingernails. Like, they're so long, I can't even make a fist. And, like, honestly, Sheena's probably... <laughs> I do think she punched Raquel in the face. But I'm like, damn, like, this scientist jumped out. Like, go off, Sheena. I mean, I will... I would lay down in the fucking road and let a bus run over me if it means that, like, Sheena Shea could live another day. Like, she is, she is, um, she is VPR. She is Vanderbilt Rule. She is the glue that holds everyone together, even though, like, they've, everyone is always trying to shut her out, but they can't because, like, she is the star of the show. That's the hill I'll die on. Or it's the flat road I'll die on when I, um, if I have to jump in front of a bus for Sheena Shea. Okay. I mean, I, I've watched the finale twice. I watched Ariana on Watch Happens Live twice. It, it really delivered. I, I was very skeptical. I'm like, how are they going to do this? They, you know, because um, last week on Vanderpump Rules, they were filming the finale and it was really hard to watch um, Raquel talk to Ariana. This, I mean, there's so many cringy moments in hindsight, but like when Raquel was talking to Ariana and being like, uh, cause I think what had happened is like Sandoval was telling Raquel like, Oh no, I'm going to break up with her any moment. Like we're done. Like we're, we're so not in love. Like we're definitely going to break up any moment. Watching Raquel being this like doe eyed, weird little freak talk to Ariana and being like, also their best friends being like, um, so like, are you still sexually attracted to him? Are you still like interested in dating him? Like, are you guys still good? And at the time Ariana was like, Oh wow. Cool. I'm glad my best friend is actually interested in my relationship. Like I'll tell her the tea and it seemed mostly fine, but you can tell Raquel is just like crushed. She's like, fuck, like this isn't going the way that the 40 year old man that I'm dating is, uh, you know, explaining it to me. So, um, that was probably, I think of, of all the scenes this season, that was probably the hardest one to get through for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got the reunion coming up three parts. Thank God it's only three. Cause I feel like Bravo could do like a fucking like four part thing. And we don't need that. I mean, we don't need that. Anyways, um, we're almost at the halfway mark. We're at 20 minutes. I have so many topics. They're so random. <laughs> oh, again, I mean, it's a three-year anniversary. Thank you all so much for being here and sticking with me. I might, this might be a free episode. I'm going to put this on the fucking... The Spotify, the iTunes, you know, why not, right? Because it's been a while. I don't put a lot of free episodes out because I'm just like, I've been saying, I say the most like shit in the world. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get any flack. But also like no one's listening, so it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, spring. Spring has sprung in New York City, bitch. There are... It's I love the weather when there's like no clouds in the sky and it's so bright and sunny, but it's still 
at like noon, it's like crisp. You wear like a shorts. You wear a pair of shorts. You wear a flannel, a light sweater, little sandals and socks and mince around and be like, I'm a little chilly, but it's like if I walk around long enough, like I'm warm. Like that is so, that's so chic to me. Um, I like to start wearing shorts early so I can get my legs kind of tan. I sit on the bench, listen to some podcasts because like I don't want to be like pasty and I, you know, typically I'm like a bed, I have like a couch body and I'm like, you know, bitch, go to the bench. The bench misses you. I miss the bench. Um, if you're new to the pod, like the bench is a, is the second mic. Um, and I'm not actually not going to go into more detail of that, but, um, you know, speaking of like lore of the pod, I, um, you know, I went to get some lunch today at like 3 PM. Cause I just wasn't hungry this morning. And I was like, wait, it's my three year anniversary. I have not been to La Sandwichery in quite some time. Again, if you've listened, La Sandwichery is just like stupid French, like sandwich place on Driggs Avenue extremely overpriced extreme they're like trying to be like oh, like french the floor is painted in like a french map um they've just recently gotten french people to work there but i don't think it's owned by french people um not that it even matters is literally just like bread and like stuff and it's so expensive for no reason but um the two previous times I've been there, I've had like such phenomenally stupid experiences that I was like, bitch, like go there again. Like I was back in there today. I don't want to give your hopes up. I mean, something kind of dumb did happen today, which I will detail in a second, but I want to catch everyone up. The first time I went to Los on uh, it was not the opening day, but the day after. And I was in line and, um, the guy in front of me, um, he ordered a sandwich and he was like, oh, um, could I get mustard on that? He asked for like, just like condiment. It was like mustard and mayonnaise or something. And the woman working behind the counter was like, oh, okay, hold on. I have to, um, I have to ask the chef. And it's like the chef, like he's standing behind, he's just making sandwiches. And it's like, oh, wow, here we go. She turns around and she's like, hey, can you add mustard to that sandwich? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, okay. And she turns around to the guy. And she's like, chef says yes. I was like, <laughs> chef says yes. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. I was like, okay, whatever. <clears throat> Anyways, I get my sandwich, whatever. Second time I go there, probably a month later, I'm like, let me let the uh, sort of hype die down. Um, I get a, I order a turkey avocado sandwich, which is the same thing I got today. Cause it's good, but it's, so expensive. It's only fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. I was like, God. but I'm like, this is my only food for the day because I'm like trying to. It's kind of like binge ate yesterday. I had um, Wendy's and then Chinese food. And I'm like, bitch. Oh my god, my relationship with food not good. Anyway, so second time at Lost on Weeshery, I order my sandwich. It's kind of it's not busy, but like. It's a very small establishment. So, like, all the tables are, like, you know, there's, like, mostly couples kind of sitting around the front desk ordering area. And then I'm sitting truly, like, next to the the front door where you open and enter. And I'm 
just looking at my phone, I'm sitting at a table. Um, this very flustered woman walks in and she's like, oh my God, are, are you in line? There is no line. Like you, you could just, she could just beelined it right to the register. There is absolutely no line. And I was like, I'm like, no, I'm not in line. I'm, I'm fully sitting down and I'm not, <laughs> how could I possibly be in line? I was like, okay, wow. Like, yeah. No, I mean, go off. Like, you're probably having a weird day. Don't get what you're on right now. But, like, no, I'm I'm not in line. Um, and she went on her merry little way and got her sandwich, and I, I left. But, okay, so today, I mean, it wasn't the stupidest thing, but actually it kind of was, like, also, like, setting into a place that, like, there's no way to have a normal experience at this place because... I was the only person in there and something really fucking dumb still happened. And like, listen, I'm not, I I don't want to be a bitch. Like I don't want to harp on anyone in the food service industry. Like I get it, but it's like this guy, I think he's like a man. It's like he, he's very French. Okay. So I waltz up to the counter and I'm like, oh, hello, bonjour. Um, can I just get the turkey avocado sandwich to go, please? And he's like, okay, do you want that to stay or to go? And I'm like, to go. Um, and I sit down and kind of on like a bench, not like a, a, there's no table in front of me. And uh, there's like weird French, like there's like soaps, uh, pro- like personal care products, Um in like little baskets hanging all over the place and uh little French. I, I think it's like, it's giving like dollar store friendship, but they're selling it for like $8 and it's like, it would be like VO five shampoo. And they're like, Oh, it's French. And it's like nine 99. I'm like, okay, I don't really get this. <laughs> I don't know. You're selling shampoo at the sandwicherie. Um, but again, I'm the only person in there, which I was like, thank God. Cause like every time I've been there, like something just happens. Um, and so I'm sitting on a bench and my sandwich is ready. He's like, okay, turkey sandwich is like, okay, thank you. And, um, he presents to me a, you know, like a very classic kind of like brown cardboard, like, uh, the box that's like opened the flaps, you know, it's kind of, um, smaller at the bottom, wider at the top, uh, with a little flap, like the hook. And it's, he, he's like, he shows me the sandwich. He's like turkey sandwich. And I was like, Yes, I <laughs> think that is me. Um, thank you. And he's like, would you like it to go or to stay? And I'm like, as you know, as we discussed, I would, I would like it to go. And he's like, okay. Do you want me to keep the box open or do you want it closed? And I was like, um, well, I have to walk out of here with it. I'm like, yeah, let's let's close it up. And he's like would you like to close it or do you want me to close it for you? And I was like, I was like, why is this even happening? I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to trust you to close it. Like you, you close the box for me. Like I, I, I'm, I trust that there's a turkey sandwich in there. Um, you don't have to reveal it to me. It's not that special. Um, but I guess thanks, but I don't even think that was the point. It was like a weird, like, he's like, do you want to walk home with it wide open? And I'm like, uh, no. 
because there's a lot of pollen. Everyone's sneezing. Also, like, why would I ever? I'm like, okay, weird. Um, again, not to, I just, you know, the minutia, minutia of life is interesting to me. So he's like, uh, he presented me the box open. Do you want me to close it? I'm like, yeah. Like, oh my God, what? Um, also, that was weird. I got a turkey avocado sandwich on a baguette. The onions were not um, long. They were diced and they were sprinkled on top. And I was like, oh, bitch, that's kind of crazy. But I think that's actually kind of genius because you can kind of like when you get a bag out sandwich, you have to kind of do your own little reconnaissance mission and like stuff everything into baguette and then like squish it and kind of make sure because the bread is like so chewy and so hard to bite through. It's like you have to um, make sure like the avocado is not just going to blast out. You have to make sure the onions aren't going to pull out. So originally I thought that the diced onions, I'm like, that's so, ugh. Now I'm thinking that's kind of genius. Either way, like him, like, <laughs> God, I wish just, like someone was, I need like a male chaperone to come with me to, to Los Anwishery. Cause like every time something kind of just kind of stupid happens, but I mean, what is, he's like, do you want me to close the box for you? And I was like, I was like, yeah, like, why wouldn't you have done that in the first, like, I don't want to have to say yes. It's like, just who in their right mind would be like, no, don't close it. Leave it wide open. All four flaps wide open. Let me walk across town with this fucking sandwich box wide open. Oh, Lord Almighty. It's fine. I have so many other bigger issues, but like this is why I'm hyper focusing on loss on Weeshery. Um, you understand what I'm saying? The minutiae, it's a distraction from the um, larger, more pressing issues in my life. Okay. What do we have next? Like so much. Oh, I have so much random shit. We're at 38. Okay, period. This is going to be, we're absolutely doing an hour. Wow. Three-year anniversary, period. Oh, okay, so something random. You know, I have the um, the health app, which we all have on our iPhones. But it was buried in a folder that was labeled don't care. It was three swipes deep in that folder. But the other day I was like, wait a minute. Because before the pandemic, when I used to like actually literally go to work like five days a week. I know that sounds crazy. Um, I would average between like 10 to 15,000 steps a day. And I was like, period, bitch. Like I'm, I'm doing good. And then I haven't looked at it since then. And I was like, I was like, you know what? I think I need a rude awakening. Like I was like in the mood for a rude awakening. And I, um, uh, Pulled it up and it was like your yearly 2023, like your steps per day are 2,700 steps a day average. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, that's really not a lot. <laughs> like there's some days I'll do like 10 grand. There's some days where I'd be like it literally like 300. <laughs> it's just like me going to the bathroom like a bunch of times. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, all right, bitch. So,
Okay, red alert. So I was recording and I got um the only app I have notifications turned on for is Raya because I never get a match. And uh I just got one and I knew the name sounded familiar. I will not dog him out. I will not say his name, but it's like a very distinct name and I'm like, did you come out yourself? Like is that a birth name? Like whatever. I really don't care. But it sounded familiar because I got a little email notification today that <clears throat> this person had unsubscribed. So I was like, okay. So I sent him a message just now. I said, bitch, did you just unsubscribe from my podcast? Skull emoji. So we're going to like wait to hear back about that. <laughs> Happy three-year anniversary to me. Um, <clears throat> well, the tangled web we all weave, you know. Um, oh, man. Well, right. I know I'm all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That is, that's funny, right? Okay. Anyways, okay. I want to um, switch gears back to more be local rural Greenpoint moment where I used an ATM, like a brand new ATM in the most decrepit place I could ever imagine. And like the experience of using a brand new ATM was out of this world. Okay. Let me uh, paint the scene here. So on my block, there is a Chinese food place on the corner that I call two or three times a week. It's cash only. So I call them, the Chinese ladies next door. I just say, like, you know, when I'm texting my friends, like, they're, what are you doing for lunch? What are you doing for dinner? I'm like, well, I'm calling the Chinese ladies next door. They they know exactly what I'm doing. So I call them. Um, typically, it's like a six-second phone call, maybe eight seconds at the most. They pick up. They say, Peking Express. And I say, chicken and broccoli pork fried rice for pickup please and they're like okay thank you end of <laughs> end of phone call um and so i called them the other night and i looked at my wallet and i had eight dollars i'm like oh it's not gonna it's like normally like nine and I, I like to tip uh again in cash so i was like okay well let me just go to the deli that's in between um the Chinese restaurant in my apartment did not work. Like the, it just was not working. And I was like, fucking God damn it. I was like, well, where do I, where do I go from here? And I remember there's this like weird rural Greenpoint heads will know exactly where I'm talking about. It's on Nassau Avenue between monitor and Kingsland. And it's next to the like weird, um, <laughs> uh, hardware store and it's like a Chinese um I wouldn't call it a, it's not a deli it's not a bodega it's like just it's it's stack it's it's so old school like literally in the back it's just like boxes it's boxes built up and I don't know what's going on there but I know they have a uh, they have an ATM and also the back wall they have like literally like DVDs and like VHSs. I think you can rent them or buy them. And it's like dusty. There's cats everywhere. And it's like honestly kind of chic, but like, uh, I go in there and I'm like, well, I know they have a, an ATM. I've used it. Oh 
before. Um, and I go in and I see this like gleaming. It's not a new ATM. It's not like an ATM of the future. It is just an ATM of like the one you always use at the deli. But I swear to God, it must have been like the first day that it was unveiled at this. <sighs> Calling it a bodega is even like crazy. It's like, I don't even know what this store is. It's just like a store. They get a lot of packages. If you have like, it's a UPS drop off point. Um, they do have a cooler and I think they have, they might have alcohol. I'm not sure. It, whatever. But um, it, suddenly there's this like gleaming ATM and I'm like, whoa. I was like, oh my, this looks like brand new. And like, I just, I, the experience of using a brand new ATM was something unlike anything I've ever experienced. The buttons hit differently. Everything's acting fast. It was like, boop, 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 boop. There's no, like, worn out button where it's, like, where the $20 thing is or the 40 I was like, bitch, I'm getting $60 out. Like, let me just do this. It was almost as if I was using, like, AI or, like, minority report technology to just, like, be, like, hovering over the buttons. And be like, boop, 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 boop. Here's my passcode. Here's the money I want. It was... It was sublime. It was really insane i was like wow um and i'll never have that experience again i know i won't i just thought i would detail it on the podcast because it was the most unexpected thing um going to this place uh but yeah wow i mean it felt fucking good i felt like a million dollars you got to take the good when it comes to you i mean it was really nice it was really really nice the buttons was just like so i looked around like is anyone watching me like they don't no one cared Um, there's cats everywhere being like "Ah," you know people walking in i was like okay well that's fine (laughs) oh anyways okay oh um update on my social media cleanse bitch it's been four weeks no instagram no twitter i am feeling fine i don't feel necessarily any less miserable than i was before i just a month it's not even a month yet but it will be a month soon um i think it's definitely better um i don't feel worse in any way shape or form um i do think that i will go back to instagram um, Instagram was never my issue. I could like, I can log in Instagram, check out some stories, get in, kind of get out. Like I never lingered on Instagram. Twitter was my main problem because it would just be like a tab open on my browser on my computer. And I'd just be like scrolling, 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 waiting for it to refresh. And I'm like, I don't care. I have kind of worked on my screenplay a lot more. I've, I've written, uh, probably like five pages, which maybe doesn't seem like a lot, but like T it like kind of is when I'm, you know, I'm, I was already at 75 and I'm trying to do 90 or, you know, maybe it's like 85. Like maybe it's not, you know, um, I mean, it's going to be like an hour and a half movie. I, by the way, like I love an 80 minute movie, nothing wrong with that. Um, but 
I, I see this being like, I, there's just, um, I don't know how to write in like, uh, nature scenes and kind of, um, I'm gonna have to consult with some people that work in the biz for that. But, um, I am still working on the screenplay. It is in the home stretch. I'm going to say it's in the home stretch. I've, you know, I've outlined it. Um, and I've been slowly chipping away at it. And, uh, I'm at the thing. This is so classic me where it's like, I get like 80 to 90% done with something. And I'm like, Oh, you're a fraud. <laughs> it actually is imposter syndrome, which I'm like, what is that? It's just like, it's like, Oh, when women get a job, they're like, I don't belong here. It's like, you might, but it's like, this I don't think it applies to me, but like it actually does. Um, but no, I'm gonna finish it. I I'm so set on finishing it. So that's my summer goal. And honestly, it's like by the I, summer starts like when like June twenty third or fourth. Like I could actually, if I put my mind to it, like bitch, I could finish the movie like by that. Like, and I uh, I kind of hope I do. Um, Anyways, yeah, I mean, enough about me. I've been watching a lot of uh, weird, like, you know, true crime documentaries on Netflix and stuff. Um, But there is a really good show called Missing Dead or Alive. It's a four-episode show about this, like, woman in, like, North Carolina, Virginia, and um, she tries to find uh, missing people. And someone's success, some not. Uh, I won't give too much away, but I was like, honestly, kind of blown away. It because it, it seems like a generic kind of. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna watch this. But then, um, it was actually very. It, it's like giving like the first forty eight, but like the first forty eight, it's like a bunch of like dumb men that like can't figure out how to do anything, and like they never find like the missing teen girl but um on missing dead or alive on netflix like sometimes they do and it's not always just like teen girls there's like random men that's like oh it's a family man and then you know whatever again i will not spoil i was actually i mean so pleasantly surprised with the show i'm not happy that people die and go missing i'm just saying um it was uh it was an interesting show and it was done very well. And, you know, they're like filming and interrogating suspects and, um, getting the tea. And there was one, um, episode where you think like, Oh, this guy probably did something very bad. And I, you know, even using my limited intellect, but my strong intuition, I was like, he did it. Um, turns out he didn't do it. So I was like, whoa. And you can tell, like, during the filming, like, they didn't think that would happen either. So, um, you know, I, I, I highly recommend that show. It's a quick kind of watch. Again, four episodes. Um, you know, whatever. But I will say, like, there's um, a thing that happens, especially on Netflix or anything that has a documentary um, with, like, title screens. And they have, like, uh, like the narrator... There is no narrator, but they have, like, text on the screen. It's, like, describing what's going on. Um, I'll be like, well, this person did this. And it's, like, very important information. Um, In this day and age, I think that, like, when people who are, like, always looking at their phone or, hello, what if a blind person is trying to watch this show? They need the information. Like, there needs to be a narrator. This is my tea. A narrator needs to be reading, like, 
the little fucking cards. It's like, so so and so was arrested and then charged, but then like let go and then on probation for it's like that title card needs to be read aloud because like again, blind people, they need to know the T. And also, um, people just looking at their phones and or computer while this is going on. Like, it'd be nice to just kind of, you know, have it read to you. Like, why not? Like, literally, why not? It seems um, a little strange. Um, I know it sounds shitty because it's like, you should be paying attention, especially me taking this social media break. You'd think I'd be like, you should be looking at the TV constantly. But it's like some stuff like you don't really need to. Um, you get a vibe. Um, and I think that like documentarians need to get a little narrator, do it themselves. I mean, do it yourself. Um, just read the fucking cue card. That's like, mm, Susan was in prison and now she's not you know, like, who cares? Okay. We are, Ooh, we're, a, mm, we're kind of winding down. <laughs> Wait, another gripe I have with Netflix is, um, <laughs> <laughs> they have uh you know you log onto the website and there's like the you know top tv shows top movies and then like the next one is called watch it again the genre is called watch it again and it's like shit you've already watched and it's like what if i just watch something i haven't seen like why is this like so close to the top um I don't get it. Like, I literally don't get it. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, um, I, I know another update is, um, you know, I'm a big fan of letterbox, my social media break, you know, it's, I don't go on Twitter and I go on Instagram. I go on like words with friends and I just go on letterboxd. I refresh that and, uh, not a lot's happening on letterboxd, but I did finally let myself, and I don't know why I, prohibited myself in the first place but i see people like adding stuff to their watch list and you get that in your your main feed because letterbox is kind of the wild wild west of social media it's like it doesn't really make sense you're getting a lot of information you're like i don't know like why i'm seeing my friend like adding stuff to their watch list and it seems kind of private but however like there's so many movies that i'm like i'd like to remember to watch that um but i'm like i don't want people to know that i want to watch that which is so dumb because it's like I watch like the worst movies and like write a little review. It's like wh- clearly like I uh, I don't care. Um, but there was something about the feature of the watch list that it didn't sit right with me. Like I don't like that it's public. Maybe I can set it privately. But, like I don't want to do that either. Let it be public. So I don't know what shifted, but something shifted. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. If I see a movie that a friend liked and reviewed either negatively or positively, like I, if I'm interested in it, like it's going on the fucking watch list and you can all see it now. Um, love letterboxd so much. I get no likes, but I, <laughs> it's kind of, um, maybe it's like masochistic. Cause like I used to post whatever on Twitter and get just like, I mean, damn, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard to get likes on Twitter for me uh but letterboxd it's a different animal but i'm not looking for likes i'm just trying to create a um a record of my movies like you know i'll I'll meet up with a friend and they're like what um you know like what movies have you watched lately 
that you like. And I'm like, honestly, because when you record stuff for me, when I'm like, I've logged this movie and now it's kind of, I've deleted the file from my mind. So I'm like, okay, I'm dependent on technology. Let me pull up the app. Let me comb through some stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, I liked this, this, and this, which is a little like alarming and sad, but also like, it's not that big of a deal. Like if that's my worst like social media thing, like who cares? Um, again, I don't know if I talked about this earlier, but I probably won't go back to Twitter. Instagram again, fine. Uh, it's fine. It's all fine. I watched the Anna Nicole Smith documentary on Netflix. Thought it was good. Um, I mean, it was just, you know, there, there've been so many movies made about her and so much stuff. So it's like, you know, was it the most, um, intriguing piece of cinema? No. Was it nice to watch? Yes. Cause I, I think she's so, um, oh God, lovely and important. Just kind of like, is just like the all American, like, <sighs> girl ideal I don't know and she's dead and her son is dead uh they died within a couple months of each other so that 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 was crazy but there was kind of a bombshell reveal and it was um really heartbreaking to find out I don't know if I want to spoil it but I I think I just will you know Anna Nicole never met her father um she kind of made up a story about her mom that her best friend was, uh, was like, yeah, I, the, the story you're telling to the media is actually my own personal story with my mother. Your mother was fine. And, um, there was an interview like three weeks before Anna Nicole Smith died, uh, with, I don't know, like, uh, entertainment tonight and her mother. And she's like, I just, you know, I love my daughter. I don't know why she's doing this. Um, you know, she told me early on that like the bad stories sell more than the positive ones. Um, so, I mean, take that as you will. I don't know what to say about that, but she met up with her father who is a, he looked just like it's like a cartoon like dirtbag man he had like the elvis hair you know she was probably 24 she was so excited to meet him like picked him up in a fucking stretch limo from the airport um and there's like video footage like you know i I think it's like at home kind of like camcorder stuff uh and um after that trip she was never the same again and so they interview um, her dad's son, which would be her, not stepbrother, but brother-in-law. I don't know, like her, a second, whatever. He's like, my dad is a piece of shit. He's like, he would, you know, he is, his dad went to jail for raping his own sister and like other women. And... Uh, something Anna Nicole never said to anyone was that on that trip to California where she flew him out that he tried to have sex with her and he you know we don't know what happened but I definitely believe something terrible happened and then her drug usage picked up the opioids the like sleeping pills everything and then she gained a bunch of weight it was like that 
was her tipping point. And it's really fucking sad. And like, um, I just didn't know that timeline. I, 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 it makes sense. Um, so I guess watch the movie. I don't know if you want to be bummed out. And also I, I kind of told you the whole, the whole thing. Um, let's see. Oh, we've done an hour. Period, bitch. Okay. Wells is left. Okay. Okay. I want to wind down. Cause like I was at, um, before I recorded tonight, I went out at like 5 p.m. I got a couple glasses of wine. I wanted to kind of loosen up for the pod. I realized like, oh my God, I forgot to brush my teeth today. Like it's such an awful feeling. And I remember the other night I ran into a dentist, this drunk woman who was like, hey, what's your name? And I'm like, um, Dan, hey, what's up? She's like, my name's boop. Like I don't remember. And she's like, do you live in Brooklyn? I'm like, yeah, I lived on the street. And she's like, I'm in town. I'm going to see Taylor Swift in Boston. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. Like, cool. (laughs) She's like, what do you do? And I'm like, honestly, nothing. And she's like, I'm a dentist. And I was like, cool. And she's like, do you floss? And I was like, okay, I floss like twice a year. And like, I feel like that's fine. And she's like, no, that's not fine. That's not fine. You need... <laughs> it's like... I was like, okay, like, you're from Utah and you're going to see Taylor Swift. Like, I don't... I'd rather have, like, you know, uh, an abscess that leads to, like, a brain um, infection that kills me than um, listen to your advice, kind of in any shape or form. Um, then I remembered, like, a tweet um, right before I quit Twitter... Uh, this gay guy, forget his name, but of course he's like hot and like seems to just have no problem hooking up with anyone under the face of, uh, you know, the sun. And he's like, by the way, gays who don't floss, like we can tell by your breath. And I'm like, what? Like, is that true? He's like, you need to floss every day. And I'm like, no, every fucking day every day lord almighty i mean no like that can't be true. <laughs> guys sound off in the comments if you've lost every day i mean i'm sure i'm like yeah of course but like no twice a year okay four times a year like once a season get in there i mean oh man i don't know i just simply do not know Okay, I think we've, I mean, there's other topics. Oh my god, Selling Sunset premiered today. Bitch, I watched the first episode. I'm trying to space it out because every time a new season of Selling Sunset airs, I watch it in one sitting and like, I am not doing that. I'm limiting myself to two episodes a day just so I can continue to live because if I don't have that, like I can't, I will just say the first episode, fucking amazing. There's no better feeling as a gay man than watching Selling Sunset. It's just like women who are like independently successful wearing the craziest outfits lit so well in like mansions in LA. They're like gonna crumble. It's, it's so perfect. It's so perfect. Anyways. Oh my God. We did it. We did it. It's a three year anniversary. Thank you all again so much. I love you all. (laughs) 
I love you all so much. No, but I really do. Like, I really do. What's in the, like, what do you think's gonna happen in the next three years? Like, <laughs> probably nothing. Okay. Good night. Gonna send you off with a really <laughs> special song. Bye. <laughs>